What comes to mind when you hear the word panorama? Now, consider this context. You're watching a short video. It's a panorama sourdough recipe, and you're a bit confused. I mean, this loaf doesn't look any wider than any other sourdough bread loaf you've seen. You swipe up. But the next video doesn't sit right. This person is spreading misinformation about the panorama. And you've seen reliable sources debunk this, but the number of shares on this post is concerning. You report it. The next video talks about working from home during the panorama. Or maybe it's the panini. Or maybe it's the Backstreet Boys reunion tour? What they're really referencing is the COVID-19 pandemic. These are examples of AlgoSpeak, an online extension of our continuously evolving language. And on today's episode of Questions for Now, we'll ask, what is AlgoSpeak? And how can brands keep up? Welcome to Questions for Now, a podcast from TELUS International where we ask today's big questions in digital customer experience. I'm Robert Zirk. Before we get into keeping up with AlgoSpeak, we need to define AlgoSpeak. And somewhat ironically... It's a fun word because it's actually AlgoSpeak, the word, is a form of AlgoSpeak. That's Dr. Jamie Cohen, Assistant Professor of Media Studies at CUNY Queen's College, and his area of focus is on internet culture. AlgoSpeak is shorthand for algorithmic speech, which is just to move around an automated algorithmic system. To put it in better terms is that we use an internet that's content moderated. Though we think the internet is basically open and full of information, we're actually watching it through the filter of content moderators, which are sometimes human-based and sometimes AI-based. And together they work in tandem to screen this content for anything inappropriate for a general audience. AI does a lot of the heavy lifting in filtering out a lot of the clear terms of service violations. But when users use or change their language beyond the words that are in the dictionary, it can get a little tricky. So it ends up being not seen by the AI, or they end up finding some ways of changing some of the letters so that it's invisible to the screen or even scratching them out. But AlgoSpeak is one step further. That is when the user starts adopting that fake language that they made to avoid the algorithm in verbal speech. So now they start saying the words that are made for the screen to avoid content moderation. And while the word algospeak itself might be a relatively new term, this concept predates the internet. It's part of how we as humans communicate. A lot of the keywords or terms that we use are filtered through what would be considered the Overton window. Like what is acceptable speech? What can you say out loud? What words are okay where you don't get in trouble for them? So people have figured out how to mismanage language. Mismanagement of language is part of the human condition. It's how we communicate. It's part of shorthand and making sure that the in-groups understand the information. Before the internet, we've always been using word replacement or at least word collapsing or uh, nicknaming that sticks. One example that a linguist often gives is the term hussy comes from the word housewife. And so it's turned from something that was pretty standard into something derogatory over time. And so we don't actually know sometimes that these words have origins or etymologies that predate other terms that we aren't even used to. Like P.T. Barnum, who's basically the guy who came up with modern forms of advertising, used such different language that we'll never use today. But at the time, it was like the most important way that people interacted with content. And so neologisms, meaning the invention of new words, is 
just very much part of how humans have created new ways of reflecting things that the public adopts to. Over the course of time pre-internet, we've either tightened or loosened our language, depending on what communities you're in. And then post-internet, now we have machines that tighten or loosen the language we interact with. So why do people use AlgoSpeak? Culture, youth culture, trans, meme culture. And then in some instances, there are certain groups within culture that may be influencing language for less benign reasons. That's Siobhan Hanna, Managing Director and Vice President at TELUS International AI Data Solutions. It's the AI Training Data Division of TELUS International, and Siobhan and her team work with brands to leverage AI in ways that create a safer internet for all. So it could be hate speech or political groups or political cultures could be incubating their own algo speak. And then I think safety can drive the genesis of algo speak in some instances as well. There may be the need to be evasive in communication and it can be designed to mask meaning. So from a brand perspective, is algo speak a bad thing? I certainly don't believe that algo speak is all bad. And of course, I know you're asking rhetorically, I think it's relatively neutral. There are instances where, of course, it's problematic, whether that is because it's offensive or could result in a safety of harm issue. But I certainly think actually it can help to create affinity in some ways. It actually can help to reinforce safety in some ways. I just think it's organic, right? I think it's just part of how language has always evolved. This is just a different means of how that is happening. And Dr. Jamie Cohen concurs that the measure of whether AlgoSpeak is a good or bad thing depends entirely on how it's being used. I think AlgoSpeak is a very savvy way of interacting with this content. Trust and safety is a very important part of all social media platforms. And I think without that, safety is the biggest concern, not just for people, but for brands. You don't want your advertisement showing up next to something that's wildly inappropriate even on the basis of like marginally inappropriate. When people come up with AlgoSpeak, they're actually figuring out ways to continue being expressive and using the platform in their style while simultaneously being aware that safety exists. So I think they work in tandem, but I think without AlgoSpeak, the, actually the platform becomes stale. I think the update of language is actually pretty important to the update of internet culture. And internet culture moves way faster than standard culture, so it's very interesting to watch that. And what happens with language especially internet culture language, as it becomes a meme. And the only way to feel like you're attached to that content is by repeating it because you know that the person watching the video already knows what you mean. A 2022 TELUS International survey indicated that 44% of Americans use social media to make their opinions known on societal issues. And Siobhan noted the well-intentioned use of AlgoSpeak has helped to drive awareness and even make some progress. AlgoSpeak helps them to find affinity and to express and to understand landscapes and where they find their people. I think we all are aware of instances where there has been safety issues, whether it's a natural disaster or whether it's a cultural event where certain groups maybe were marginalized and you could identify them and provide support based on their use of certain terminology or algo speak. And it can build a sense of community among marginalized folks, which is so important, especially when they feel isolated or uncomfortable being themselves in their day-to-day -day life offline. One nice thing about algo speak is it helps young folk who are struggling with identity 
see other people speaking openly about their identity, it is the bridging of disparate people who may not have felt like somebody was like them and using social media the way it's supposed to be. That's why it is social media. It does create community. It creates an ability for others to know that you're not alone. It's that sense of connection that the internet makes possible. And it allows you to communicate or connect across vast spaces and cultures. It helps people specifically in like, not just marginalized folk themselves, but places of less privilege. People who can't actually speak out loud in their community, like you mentioned. People who can't speak out loud at work. People who use censored language just in everyday speech just to remain safe can now find a space to exhibit this online. What's nice about the reverse is that when they learn the coded language, the algo speak, they might learn where those in-groups may exist. And just by using those keywords, they're kind of signaling to people who already know these keywords and now allowing them to find their community offline as well. But AlgoSpeak can just as easily be used to spread hatred, misinformation, and illegal content. It really can be a safety issue. Online platforms have a responsibility to do their very best and help to ensure the safety of the user's platform. So when there is a safety element, they have a responsibility to evolve those guidelines. And that is a very serious focus within content moderation. And it has a lot of considerations around training and around quality and around evaluation and evolution guidelines. So if AlgoSpeak tricks the algorithms, why doesn't it trick us? How does a coded language become generally understood? Algorithms are informed by artificial intelligence, and before there's artificial intelligence, there's human intelligence. And then the fact that, you know, as humans, we have the ability to understand nuance and context. That context could be cultural, or it could be geographical, or it could be any form of context. And all of these things shape the language of the internet. It has a grammar, it has a function, and you don't have to be terminally online to get it, but it does help to see other people using it. And I think memes are the answer here. I think people lift language, place it into graphical language, which are memetics or memes, and post it on pages. And then it becomes slightly out of context of the original speaker. And people ask questions, what does that mean? And then that becomes, again, that in-group, out-group sensibility. Oh, you don't know what that means? Or you ask, or in the caption, it tells you. So there's a way of understanding or learning it. But once AlgoSpeak is introduced to the public, the algorithm updates to block that AlgoSpeak. So it is a recursive problem where if the algorithm learns you've replaced the word, and that word eventually starts to hold that meaning at the same value, the algorithm's going to start blocking that word too. So does this just become a continuous game of cat and mouse? I think most platforms assume that when you create a version of AlgoSpeak, it's coded enough not to bother the general safety of the platform. So I think most AlgoSpeak does stop at level one. That being the first level of content moderation, whether it can make it onto the platform from the outset. But that being said, we are now in, I wouldn't even know what language we're in. We're probably in internet language eight or nine, where lowcats or text speak used to be language one. So text speak was a form of AlgoSpeak. Back when we had T9 typing and LOL was 555-666-555. You know, so you had to like type that letter out. Or even pagers had their own lexicon too, right? Absolutely. And so those are like coded tech. So you could get language across digital spaces. And that was like the first version of internet language, TechSpeak, T-X-T-S-P-K. And then we created emojis to collapse that language. And then we created memes. And then we created lolcats. Then we created doge. 
and then we created the worlds we live in today. So in a way, AlgoSpeak is really accelerating the change in our language more than maybe we would organically have. Without a doubt. Yeah, AlgoSpeak, because it is verbal and visual simultaneously, has more of an effect than your typical graphical language. The one note I always try to remind people is like sarcasm. Sarcasm can't be translated in text very easily. You do have to signal it or at least give somebody a tone warning. Like, this is my tone. There's like the little slash S. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a little slash bracket S or sarcasm or just sark or even just tone warning. Like you could even say like tone warning, sarcastic, you know, you have to explain that so people read it and hear the tone in their ear. So it doesn't it isn't like, oh, he's brilliant to, oh, he's brilliant. You know, so the tone itself, same words, just different toning. But with algo speak, it, you can't change the tone. You have to change the word. And so it is both visual and audible at the same time or oral. And the work that gets done for that is far more impressive language-wise and linguistically and pragmatically than would be done without the type of algo speak enforcing change in this rapid manner. And the audiovisual element of algo speak isn't just limited to the words themselves. Most video producers realize that accessibility is really important adding text to the image. But I've also noticed that AlgoSpeak has taken place of sub-language. In other words, if you listen to the video, it might not say the same words as what's on the screen. So the screen itself is displaying a set of language or AlgoSpeak that when you read it, says something different than the content that's being produced. That to me is very creative, dual layered, production. So that requires them to realize that A, they got to work around whatever filter system is going to detect what they're doing, their deception. And B, they're aware that they're telling two stories simultaneously, probably both of which contain different versions of AlgoSpeak. And AlgoSpeak usage is growing, according to a 2022 TELUS International survey. 30% of respondents said that they've used AlgoSpeak to get around content moderation filters, and 42% of respondents said they're noticing an increase in AlgoSpeak online. I'm going to guess that I speak for most consumers and users of the platform, which is, hey, when I use this platform, I am assuming and I feel entitled to a safe experience, and I expect that other users will be too. 41% of Americans surveyed say that if they come across the kinds of algo-speak that negatively impact user safety, it leaves them with a negative impression of the platform or brand that it's being associated with. And another 9% say that it's enough for them to stop buying a brand altogether. They have to make a value judgment. Is the content valuable enough to maintain its ability to communicate, share information, and keep people on the site without alienating anybody at the same time? And is it dangerous? Before we move on, a quick content warning ahead. This next example of AlgoSpeak briefly references suicide and self-harm. If you want to skip this example, fast forward to 15 minutes and 26 seconds. One thing I always remember with this is like the term unalive, you know, so you can't talk about self-harm in any way. So the terms like I can't say I'm going to kill myself, I'm going to suicide. Those words would banned no matter what, text or verbal. So they say I'm going to unalive myself and they mean it as a joke. So now it requires context. Is this said in a joking manner? Is this like the eye roll or the little skull emoji? Like, is it supposed to be sarcastic? Language is geographic as well. Language we use in the United States may not be usable in the Middle East. Language from Canada may not be the same as what might be acceptable in South America. Considering the rapid pace at which language is changing, what can brands do to keep up? 
AI systems keep updating them. Language is not static ever. As long as we've told stories, we've made neologisms and avoided the content moderators, like I said, whether that's society, friends, or what others. So it forever it's there. So if there was a staticness to it, we wouldn't need trust and safety as a team. We have to keep them on because tomorrow language can be different. AlgoSpeak doesn't happen overnight. It only was noticeable when enough people were participating in it. And I think that is when trust and safety then probably should hire another person that's a little more savvy, maybe even a, a user or influencer and somebody who could come in and consult with them or somebody who can work on the trust and safety team, sort of like the, what is it, the white hat hacker, you know, somebody who can work in and make sure that the language is being noticeable. And working with an experienced partner like TELUS International can be beneficial if you don't know where to start. You know, it's important to note in content moderation and trust and safety, generally we do not define the guidelines. Our customers do that. We are typically entrusted with building a highly qualified, well-cared-for, well-enabled, educated, well-managed workforce of content moderators, so professional moderators that adhere to a very high-quality standard. We don't typically make those decisions around how it's evolved, but we do help to consult and help our customers to evolve them. It's not our decision ultimately. It is our job to help our workforce, our talent to evolve, maintain cultural awareness. There has been numerous instances where our team have said, hey, we've noticed that this has happened. Hey, our team and our team meetings, you know, we identified that this phenomenon just cropped out bloods talk about it. That's encouraged. Given the important role humans play in understanding context, is there a possibility that generative AI can potentially help content moderators keep up with AlgoSpeak? I wouldn't count it on just yet in terms of understanding tone and voice and style, because of course generative AI has made a number of breakthroughs lately, particularly in the area of LLMs and so on, but anticipate that that will have an impact, I think a positive one in content moderation in future as well. More and more LLMs are informed by real-time data. So what that would mean is as AlgoSpeak, for example, proliferates, that it absolutely could play a role in supporting and understanding AlgoSpeak in the content that is moderated. However, generative AI is also prone to hallucinating. And there's a veracity, you know, a factuality component to the outputs of generative AI still. And I'm not casting aspersions on any one generative AI product at all. It's a normal part of the product development and evolution cycle. And that's part of where we're focused is the training and understanding and helping our customers, those builders of those foundational models to evolve and tune and enhance that output so that it is trustworthy. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your media player of choice, as we'll be exploring more generative AI topics in future episodes. In the meantime, Siobhan noted that language and AlgoSpeak is constantly evolving, and content moderators need to ensure their guidelines and practices are evolving with it. When there is a major cultural event, or it could be a natural disaster, or it could be something more negative than that, it can have an impact on the way content moderation plays out, its impact, its risks, and then same with, you know, sort of more benign events as well. Really key is language skills 
and cultural skills. And, and that could be simply about having native speaking in market content moderators that are thoroughly trained, thoroughly cared for with thoroughly tailored and constantly evolved guidelines. And Dr. Cohen stressed the importance of ensuring internet literacies are on par with media literacy. And I'm glad we're speaking about it because I think it does need to be talked about in the terms of media literacy. It's media, it's produced, it's content, it's online. And like I was saying with before, like memes are really important to read because memes just add a level of reference. It's content that refers to another piece of content. And the more we know meaning and etymology and leveling up, it allows us to feel like we don't have to ask questions. We already feel connected to each other and we feel empowered to make our own content. And that only happens through literacies, which is reading and writing of this material. I think more people should not see the internet as a distinct and separate space, but rather just a part of our life that we share with a digital tool. Thanks so much to Dr. Jamie Cohen and Siobhan Hanna for joining me and sharing their insights on AlgoSpeak. And thank you for listening to Questions for Now, a TELUS International podcast. That's all for now.